Welcome to your Thursday edition of Transformation Radio. to my good friend Tony the Light Bub Sweeting. Yes, that's right, Tony the Light Bub Sweeting. You've taught us a lot, Tony, by telling it like it should be the truth. The ones that have been around 
you for a while. Don't take it the, the wrong way. You come at us a different way, but out of love. You are an inspiration to all of us. After all that, I say this. Remember how far you've come, not just how far you want to be, but neither are you where you used to be. Years ago, people wore a popular button with the letters P, B, P, G, I, N, F, W, M, Y. It stands for Please Be Patient. God isn't finished with you yet, Tony. Be blessed. We now turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament for today. We'll see here as we read today that every person is valuable in God's eyes because God created us in His image and He loves us. But no one is righteous. That is, no one can earn right standing with God. Though valuable, we have fallen into sin. But God, through Jesus His Son, has redeemed us and offers to forgive us if we return to Him in faith. Paul uses these Old Testament references to show that humanity in general, in all its present sinful condition, is unacceptable before God. Have you ever thought to yourself, well, I'm not too bad, I'm a pretty good person. Well, as we read through these verses, see if any of them apply to you. Have you ever lied? Have you ever hurt someone's feelings by your words or tone of voice? Are you bitter toward anyone? Do you become angry with those who simply disagree with you? In thought, word, and deed, you, like everyone else in the world, stand guilty before God. we got to remember who we are in His sight. Alienated sinners. Don't deny that you're a sinner. Instead, allow your desperate need to point you toward Christ. The last time someone accused you of wrongdoing, what was your reaction? Denial? Argument? Defensiveness? You know, the Bible tells us the world stands hushed and guilty before Almighty God. No excuses, no arguments are left. Have you reached the point with God where you're ready to hang up your defenses and await His decision? If you haven't, hey, stop right now and admit your sin to God. If you've already done that, well, the next verses, especially the next five verses as we read through Scripture today, are truly good news for you. Listen, redemption refers to Christ setting sinners free from slavery to sin. Christ is our propitiation or sacrifice of atonement. We'll read here today that Christ is our propitiation or sacrifice of atonement. God is justifiably angry at sinners. They have rebelled against Him and cut themselves off from His life-giving power. God declares Christ's death as the appropriate, designated sacrifice for our sin. He stands in our place, having paid the penalty of death for our sin. And He completely satisfies God's demands, Jesus does. His sacrifice brings pardon, deliverance, and freedom. And now, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. July 16th, the New Testament, Romans chapter 3, verses 9 through 31. Well then, should we conclude that we Jews are better than others? No, not at all. For we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, are under the power of sin. As the scriptures say, No one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. Their talk is foul, like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder. Destruction and misery always follow them. 
They don't know where to find peace. They have no fear of God at all. Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given, for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God, for no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with Him without keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when He freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed His life, shedding His blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when He held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For He was looking ahead and including them in what He would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate His righteousness, for He Himself is fair and just, and He declares sinners to be right in His sight when they believe in Jesus. Can we boast, then, that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It is based on faith. So we are made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. After all, is God the God of the Jews only? Isn't He also the God of the Gentiles? Of course He is. There is only one God and he makes people right with himself only by faith, whether they are Jews or Gentiles. Well then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. Our reading today from the book of Psalms will be from Psalm chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. We'll see that living for God in a deceitful world can be a difficult and lonely battle. At one time, the great prophet Elijah felt so lonely he wanted to die. But God told him that there were 7,000 other faithful men. You know, we're never alone in our battle against evil. When you feel alone, seek out other believers for strength and support. Now, we'll see that we may be tempted to believe that lies are relatively harmless, even useful at times. But God does not overlook deceit, flattery, and boasting. Each of these sins originates from a bad attitude that's eventually expressed in our speech. The tongue can be our greatest enemy because, though small, it can do great damage. Be careful how you use yours. We'll also read here today in Psalms that God cares for the poor and needy. Here in this psalm, He promises to protect the downtrodden and confront their oppressors. We should identify with God's attitude. His work is not done until we care for the needs of the poor. And now from the book of Psalms. Psalm 12, verses 1 through 8. For the choir director, a psalm of David. To be accompanied by an eight-stringed instrument. Help, O Lord. 
for the godly are fast disappearing. The faithful have vanished from the earth. Neighbors lie to each other, speaking with flattering lips and deceitful hearts. May the Lord cut off their flattering lips and silence their boastful tongues. They say, We will lie to our heart's content. Our lips are our own. Who can stop us? The Lord replies, I have seen violence done to the helpless, and I have heard the groans of the poor. Now I will rise up to rescue them, as they have longed for me to do. The Lord's promises are pure, like silver refined in a furnace, purified seven times over. Therefore, Lord, we know you will protect the oppressed, preserving them forever from this lying generation, even though the wicked strut about and evil is praised throughout the land. Proverbs chapter 19, verses 13 and 14. A foolish child is a calamity to a father. A quarrelsome wife is as annoying as constant dripping. Fathers can give their sons an inheritance of houses and wealth, but only the Lord can give an understanding wife.
your tired and bring your shame Bring your guilt and bring your pain Don't you know that's not your name You will always be much more to me Every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right But that's alright Cause I hear a voice and it calls me every day When others say I'll never be enough And greater is the one living inside of me Than he who is living in the world In the world James from Columbus. I wanted to share something that God put on my heart. Um, I'm out of Luke 17, 
verse 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. Praising God with a loud voice, he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? When no one found to return and give God praise except this foreigner, he said to them, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. <clears throat> to me, the ten lepers are us today. It's, it's the addict in society who has been labeled the outcast, the black sheep. Uh, the lepers back then were not allowed to mingle with the normal society, the normal people. So Jesus gave them a command and he said to show themselves to the priest to show that they had been healed. Uh, and this, this message personally convict me because how often do we take our blessings for granted and then we turn our, our worship to the blessings and not the blesser. But Jesus found one out of the ten that came back to him to worship him and to give thanks to him instead of going about doing what he wanted to do. So this message just personally convicted me. So I just want to challenge you guys to keep your eyes on the blesser and not the blessings. Because at times, especially for me, I like to think God is just a, a genie in a bottle that I can just make a wish and it will come true. That's, that's not the case. It's not about what God can do for us, but how can we be used by God. So just be encouraged, guys. I love you guys. Keep your heads up and uh, be a light today. Thank you. Good morning. Um, today I'm looking at John 17. And Jesus himself gives us an example of how he prayed. First he prayed for himself. And then he prayed for his disciples. And then he prayed for all believers. And I'd like to focus on that if I could. And I'm going to read it. An example of how Christ, our Savior, prayed. Uh, it starts in verse 20. It says, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who believe in me through the message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me, and I have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know you, they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them, and I will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them, and that I might be in them. I just read that, and I hear so much of what Christ was. It's an example. I encourage you to, to read chapter 17. And focus on all three of those prayers. It not only tells us who Christ was as a man, but also as a God. 
and it gives us an example on how to pray. One word that really strikes me in the third prayer for all believers is unity, and how we are called as a body of Christ to be one as He is one with the Father. Um, We're coming into a good time. I see that at the refuge in all three phases now that I've been able to experience and see that. And I'm just blessed and honored to be a part of this ministry because I see Christ here. And uh, I've longed for that. And I'm just, I'm overwhelmed with joy that the Lord has caused the refuge to come into a season of unity, trust, brotherhood, And I just want to encourage you to continue to walk in that individually so that when we come together, we can accomplish what Christ just prayed. God bless, guys. I am guilty, ashamed of what I've done, what I've become, these hands all dirty. Dare not lift them up to the Holy One. You plead my cause, you ride my wrongs, you break my chains, you overcome, you gave your life to give. You
Thank you for listening to Transformation Radio.